think will be a blessing. If you catch the concept of it, you'll be looking for it everywhere you go, particularly every time you have meetings. Now, we all, one of the most boring things that we do, we have to do it, is planning and meetings. We don't like it. I, I don't like spending time in meetings. I basically have to ask the question, what are we trying to achieve when we go in the meeting? All I want to know is, what target are we shooting at? So when we come out of the meeting, I want to know, did we hit the target? Did we get it done? Because I hate to have a meeting to plan for the next meeting. I'd rather let's just have the meeting and finish the meeting. Now, the thing I want to do, though, when we go into a meeting, and what I know that really works is there's certain type meetings, obviously, that are just fixing problems. Well, this is not the kind that we're going to deal with today. We're going to talk about the kind of meeting that kind of generates some ideas. And, and, and the key word is the word synergy. Now, the reason that we want that, if I can show you how to get that, you will love it. You will enjoy it. You'll be longing to the kind of meetings that do that. Uh, I first learned of the concept and the term many years ago when I went down and spent a week at Disney World. Did a Disney World management course and they brought in all the executives and the people that were over certain departments and they gave us everything. We got to go under the city and, and uh, see how they did the things. Nobody does it better than Disney. But uh, one of the things they taught us that I thought was pretty interesting was they, if you watch a Disney movie, they talk about the synergy they have in their meetings. If you watch a Disney movie, they will show that you'll not, you'll not find any mistakes there. And part of the reason is because they bring the people, all the employees together. And, uh, and, and Michael Eisner and some of these guys will have in their pockets tons of money, just $100 bills everywhere. And they say to all the employees, now, look up here at the movie. And as we play this movie, what, if it's 101 down, Dalmatians, we're playing the movie. If you see a mistake, you have a whistle. Stand up and blow your whistle. If that's truly a mistake, we give you a hundred bucks. And so they play the movies and let their own people be the critic. And they say, everybody's dying to get into those, you know, that, that money he's got. So they got their whistle ready and lips puckered. And all of a sudden, somebody will blow the whistle and they say, wait a minute. They'll say, a moment ago when the clock was at one o'clock, there was a shadow this way. And the clock now is here and the shadow didn't move. And so they stop the movie and look at it. And he says, you're right. And they give him the hundred bucks. That way they say, if you ever go to a Disney movie, you won't find a flaw because they were able to do that beforehand. But the thing they created more than anything was the synergy. It was the synergy in the room of the, the people that all got to participate. That's what we're looking at. So having that kind of a concept, I'm going to go through this for you today real quickly. And we're going to talk about how to get it. And, and hopefully you'll be able to say, I want to I provide that element of it in the next meetings that I have. We mentioned here that synergism comes from the Greek word uh, synergis, which means working together. Uh, synergy happens when a group of elements work together to produce an enhanced effect greater than the sum total of the individual parts. The one plus one equals three idea that the greater, uh, you know, the, than the sum of all the parts. Teamwork, we say, is all about synergy. That is real, genuine, authentic teamwork. Uh, rarely does a team with just one superstar win a championship. A winning team has synergism created by the interaction of unselfish players. It is cooperation and coordination. It's a flow. Understand that. It's a flow. And uh, we say here that Ben Franklin, when he signed the Declaration of Independence, supposedly looked at his fellow patriots and said, we must all hang together. Most assuredly, we'll hang separately. The, uh, the thing that, that synergy is, it's when a group of people get together and they have a I call it a chemical connection. Their, their chemistry just jives. They sense in that room that there's a chemistry that now generates new ideas. It generates energy. 
It, it generates a, a movement to, to certain goals. I don't like to be in meetings where people are, uh, are, 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 are brain dead. We do a thing around here, all of our themes, we plan out what we're going to do for each of our themes for the you know, next couple of months, where we want to go as a church and what we want to do. And, uh, and so I bring in the people that have energy in that room. And to make sure that they have energy, I ask them beforehand, now, Thursday all day we're going to have a meeting, now get a good night's sleep. And so I, I require, get a good night's sleep on, on Wednesday night. Then we do something else just to make certain that I'm good. On Thursday, I bring in donuts and Cokes and candy, and we don't eat any good stuff that day. I want sugar. I want them crazy. I want the ideas. And we take a board, and we kind of do a storyboarding, and I say, give me the idea. What is the world asking? And, man, they'll just come up with all kind of ideas. And the more of a caffeine or sugar high they get, the more crazy ideas they give me. But nothing's out of order. And we'll fill up 200 ideas up there on the board. And then we start erasing some. And when the sugar begins to come down and we get back to normalcy, we'll erase 25 or so. But I do it on purpose. I want to get everything we can get and extract out of them some energy. And, and, and there are many times I've said to people in a kind way, I appreciate you, but you've been in two meetings. And even with sugar, you don't bring anything to the table. So it would be better for you to not come to the meeting, okay? And, and, and I had a guy one time say, well, I'd just love to watch y'all. Well, that's nice, but, but there's something about sapping the energy that we don't like. I, I want to be on that particular type of meeting with the people that create, generate the ideas. That's what Synergy does. Synergy says, why can't we do this? And have we ever thought about And what do you think about? And Synergy creates that momentum. It creates the, uh, the ideas. It creates the kind of flow that makes you say, I believe that this can be possible. And it starts in that direction. Now, here's the factors to it. Let me give you five of them. Number one, it's a coordination of elements. That's really what it is. It's a coordination of elements. And all the elements have to come together. You personally have to think of yourself as an element of a larger system. Each element's a vital link to the system as a whole uh, that, that the system as a whole could not exist without. You have to say, I bring a part to this. In our meetings, I have one guy that's extremely logical. And so after we create some good wild-haired ideas, you know, the, the big, hairy, audacious goals, all of a sudden this guy will be looking at us. I say, what do you think? He goes, nah, it wouldn't work. Okay, good enough. I, I use him to balance that. But he provides something. He doesn't drink much of the coffee, drink much of the Coke, eat all the sugar. But he does have a brain that's always pretty well connecting the dots. And so he keeps us in, in, in track there. But his element is that. Now, somebody else's element is they always, I have one person in the room that all they watch is Star Trek and all they know are the, the, the bizarre, the, the hidden stuff. And they're always saying, what about if you did this? And, and he, they reach all our sci-fi people. In every theme we do, there's always a hidden element nobody ever catches except a couple of people. And we have little bets under the table. I bet you so-and-so will catch that. And, and, and those little hidden themes, somebody will come up and say, I like the way y'all do that. 90% of the people never catch it. But those one or two, they come in all the time looking for it. And, and it's because of that one person in the room that brings that element to it. And they're always coming up with a certain way to do it, put a twist on. Now, that, that's why you have to understand if you're a part of the Synergy Group, you're going to add some value to it along that way. But there's got to be the free flow and there's got to be the environment that's, that's also a, a part of it. And so that's, that's what we do. Uh, the, the, the object of Synergy is to get in the room certain people that kind of get in the zone. And if you can get in the zone, you can get more accomplished. And so the goal of your meeting has got to be, obviously, that you, that you learn how to generate it. 
Number two, there can be no weak links. No weak links means this. Uh, a chain's only as strong as its weakest link. If a team has a giant hole, it's going to be tough to make up for it. Create an environment or a culture that requires everybody to give their best effort. I was with, uh, I, well, I was with uh, one of our assistants one time, and we went down, and we'll go to different things. We did a theme one time called, called Love of the Game. And we wanted to try to take the attendance that day up and get everybody involved. So we went down and we rented a skybox at a baseball stadium. And we sat there throughout the day and everybody got a baseball and everything was around baseball food that day. And we sat there and we thought out that plan and it turned out to be a wonderful plan. On another occasion, one time we were doing something and we rented a hotel room. And I brought about 15 people into that room. And when we came into that room, we were there and an hour into that room with all the other stuff, I got up and said, look, y'all can hang out and do what you want, but I don't sense that this is accomplishing anything. So I got up and left. A few minutes later, another one met me over at the office and said, I, I thought you were right. Nothing was happening. If it's a dead idea, don't stand around. You, know, you don't ride a horse that's dead. And, and that one was dead that day. So it's okay. But when you're creating it, if you can find those moments that, that really work, you'll get sometimes two or three hours of a good time of, a, of movement. And, and so that's, that, that's the goal there. There's no weak links there. I would encourage in those kind of meetings, and I ask for this and I plead for this, I would ask for challenge for debate, for argument. Uh, I don't want people just to rubber stamp every idea. I really want people. I used to have this guy. He's a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful member here today. But he's a member of Mensa, a real sharp guy. And he was a retired lieutenant colonel. And, and I used to love it because he would debate me about issues. I mean, he just, and some of the staff would say, that's disrespectful. He's dishonoring. And he was my best friend. I loved him because we would, he'd, he'd just stand up. Sometimes he'd say, that, that is, you can't do that. And one time I remember he threw his, his, his uh, little, he had a little clipboard or something. He threw it all on the floor and he was getting frustrated and he just threw it. And people were looking like, I can't believe he's talking to you that way. I loved it. I enjoyed it because he came from a totally different angle and he and I to this day are best of friends. The fact is, is that, that I, I think you don't get your best if everybody in the room agrees with you on everything. You need to encourage. You can have respectful, but you ought to have a, a good argument for why I want this work. What I try to do is this. I may come up with an idea and I look at it as, a, as, a, as pretty much a diamond that I say, I think this will work, but I want to put it in the room and have it turned by every, everybody in the room and let them look at it. If they see some flaws, tell me now. Don't let, let's don't get egg on our face down the road. Let's don't mess up down there. So let's look at it. And, and, and sometimes we say, that's a great idea, but the wrong time. We had one of the best ideas in the world before 911. I mean, we had done rolled out with everything before 911. And the moment 911 happened, we had to go into a room and say, shut it all down. We're going a different direction. Now, in fact, we were not going to touch. We were going to do what all these churches did initially on the passion deal. We were going to have take them to the movies and all that. And suddenly I realized every unchurched person I knew was not about to go to be a part of a church service. And I started just doing personal interviews. I said, you going to see the movie? No, nah, man, them churches are scaring me. They're renting theaters. They got, okay. And so the more I talked to them, and so one night they were having a party near my house. There was about 60 people, and they were really, they were boozing it up. I intentionally try to live near people that I know like to party. And, uh, and, and so I, I got over there, and, uh, and, and I was with a bunch of them one night, and they were saying, what y'all going to do about the passion? And when I found out that they were spooked by that, I said, okay, we're going to shift gears. And we shifted it on a Tuesday morning real quick and said, listen, folks, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is ask our people individually to buy a ticket to go anytime they want and ask their people to go. 
And as a result of that, it has just, we don't know what to do. We're about to create a fourth service now. It has been amazing as to how it has helped us just by doing one thing, by listening to the people that don't agree with you. And if you'll do that, it'll make you better. And so part of the, the, the synergy side of that is understanding that you don't want everybody to say, yeah, you're okay until you fall off the cliff. You want people to say, have you checked just to see if the safety belt works? Uh, you want those people around you. Now, number three is this. I'm creating synergy. Obviously, you need strong leadership. Now, the leader must be the ultimate team player. That is, the leader's goal has got to be it's not my plan, but it's our plan. Uh, it's not top-down leadership. It's going into a room and saying, here's an idea. How can y'all make it better? What do we tweak it? What do we do with it? And that sort of thing. The questions we ask is, can the team really count on you? Do you set the example for others? And are you a total team player? Number four would be this, doing the right things. When you can get synergy, learning how to do something, and, and you do it better, and it's the right thing, you will advance your business, your cause, everything. You, you can move the ball with that kind of momentum if you've, if you've got the right people in the right room thinking on the right, on the right things and, and, and doing the right thing. That's so why we say the synergy is best described by Lester Porter, communication account manager for the American Red Cross. And uh, at the 1994 IABC conference, he said, it's not just doing things right, it's also doing the right things. And so uh, you have to understand, there's a high level of satisfaction when we know that together we move the ball. You know, when you came out of that meeting and you high-five one another and said, man, this one is it. That's the idea that's going to work. That's the, that's the way that we do It's going to work. And, uh, and, and, it's, and it's the little thing that, that you realize we got in that room, created the synergy, and we accomplished something. And what we came out of was so much better than what we initially went in with. And that's going to be what takes our sales up. That's going to be what moves our organization. That's going to be what makes our relationship better. It's when we know. The question I always have around here is every Sunday. I'll ask a question. Did we move the ball? I don't expect we're going to conquer the whole world. I just want to know every week, did we move the ball? And that ought to be what we do in your own job. By the way, that'll take the stress level down if you're thinking I've got to do it all in one day. The question is, did I move the ball today? Did I get closer to where I needed to be? Or did I stay where I was? Or did I have a setback? And the bottom line is, did I move the ball? That's all. And, and, and then you look at it and say, did I move it a little further? Did I, that's all you want to know. Did I move the ball? And synergy, good synergy, doing the right things will help you do that. Let me give you the last one. That's this. For a team to have good synergy, they have to understand they need a high commitment level. A high commitment level. Bear Bryant had said, I'd rather have a young man quit in practice than in the fourth quarter. I think he's right. I believe this. The demand for an organization that promotes synergy will sift out people that don't have commitment or depth. It'll sift it out. Uh, I've always found that the further you go with thoroughbreds, the more you'll find out those that are in it for the wrong reasons or those that don't have the same level of commitment, those will ultimately be, be they'll be surfaced and ultimately they'll fall out. Uh, there, there's some people that, that we've had in a good way that they've quit on us, which has been fine. Uh, but they've quit because they said it's just it's too demanding, too much. I'm probably lower key when I'm speaking to you with energy than I am any other place. 
Uh, I hold it back a lot. I, I'm terrible to live with. My, my wife says he never wakes up without a whole list. He said he comes out of bed with, this is what we're going to do. She said when he wakes up in the morning, his eyes pop open. Here's where we're going to go. Here's where we're going to I just, that's just me. I got a kid the same way. I, I went up to see him the other day in his college classroom. Went up there to walk in a room and, Lord, I got in there. He had airline tickets all over the place. Now, he's in college, and he's already marked out on his calendar. This day, I'm flying down to, uh, to Puerto Rico, and I'm doing some surfing there. And this day, I'm going over to Cabo San Lucas and surfing there. And this day, I got two days free, so I'm going to San Diego, and I'm surfing here. And he's got all that mapped out. And so I'm looking at him and saying, he's got it honestly. He knows where he's going. I mean, I'm pretty well, the rapture of the church will almost mess me up because I, <laughs> I got some plans. I, I, I know what I want and I know that I'm probably, you know, somebody asked me, Brother Bill, do you think you're ADD or ADHD? I don't know. I never could concentrate long enough to take the test. I, <laughs> but but I, I'm, I'm, I, I know where I want to go, what I want to do. And I love life. I love it. Every moment of good, bad, ugly, and all that. I love it. Uh, the biggest problem I have in life, the biggest problem I have, and the synergy part is one of those things that helps me. I have some wonderful friends that I love and they love me. biggest problem I have in life is, and my wife is the biggest critic for it all the time. She said, you trust that everybody in the world has a good motive and a pure thought. She said, that's your biggest problem. She said, you think everybody's like you. And, and she's right, and I can't change me. I'm too old to change. I believe there's not a soul in this room, anywhere in this world, that I'd ever desire to hurt. I wouldn't do it. If I got $10 in my pocket... You got five right now if you need it, and you got all ten if you want it. My biggest problem is this. All my life, I've, I've trusted people that didn't understand that, uh, that you can live life and be happy with a pure motive. And, and so because of that, I've been burned too many times by too many people. And, and I don't like that because I'd never hurt you. And, and the biggest thing I've had in my life is I've trusted people like that. And, and my, my friends, when we say Bill Jordan and... And Mike Patrick, you know what they always tell me? They said, Bill, your biggest problem is this. You think out loud and you do it among people that are deceitful and you do it among some people that try to hurt you. And they always tell me, you need to play your cards close to the vest. I wish I could. I don't know how. You know, my motive is totally right out here. But, but what, what I understand about synergy is that you can create, if you do that, you can create a, a network that makes it better. I mean, you can, if you're in the sales or if you're in real estate or you're in banking or you're whatever, wherever, Get with the people that are doing that kind of stuff. And, and basically, when you get with them in that room, say, how do we make us all better? I mean, one day, let's don't tear each other apart and compete with each other. One day, we're going to be dead. I, I hope I don't go to your funeral. I would, I'd rather you come to mine first. But let's make each other's life better while we're here. I, I'm amazed at how small-minded people can be. They take a pea shooter and shoot at everybody around them, thinking that makes them better. And it should never make you feel better to see somebody else fall. Your goal in life ought to be, how do I help everybody else? And when I can't do that, what's the point of living? And Synergy says, we're going to gather in a room. And we've got an idea. We've got a company. We've got a brainstorming idea. We've got to put, we want everybody to bring something to the table. And maybe everybody won't bring as much, but, but let's look at it and see if we can't take what little thing we've got and make it better. And I want to tell you, if Columbus has ever produced it, it has. You look at, you look at Synovus and, uh, and Aflac and Johnson Industries, some of the great companies in the country that came out of Columbus, Georgia. And I believe there's still room for others. I think you can get your dream. I think everything you want can be done right out of Columbus, Georgia, just like the others have. And you may have had a number of people that have shot at it and said you can't, but the fact is, is it's still a free country with free expression of ideas and a free place to think. And what's wrong and what law is there that says you couldn't reach the top from where you are? And so I would encourage you, 
get a hold of that concept of what synergy is and try to have some regular times on a regular place with the right people that you can generate that. And you'll be amazed at what it will do for you when you do. All right, I think Catherine's going to come and she